0: Hey there, American Farmstead hers. This is Jenny with the Gramstead Family Farm, and of course, I'm here with Donna from Hazelbell Farm. I'm here. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you after a week off. I know we had a whole week off. Yeah, and um, that completely flew by. It did. Was it productive for you?
1: It was,
0: but okay. I was kind of like I had to work though. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. You had to fill in at the office.
1: Yeah, so our family business um, needed me to fill in for vacations, and so I didn't get as much farm stuff done as I would have liked, but it was productive.
0: Yeah, well, Um, that's
1: good. Yeah, yeah, I can't complain. So how about you? Yeah, Um,
0: yes, it it actually was a productive week. Finished up some stuff on my chicken tractor that I needed to do
1: um,
0: in order to get the meat chickens in there. So, they are officially in the chicken tractor on the grass now. So, that was good. Um, And I guess I kind of finished my compost pile. Oh, update us. I love... When you say
1: you finished it, do you mean you have finished compost?
0: uh, Yeah, I'm... Pretty cool. sure it's close to being finished. The temperature has came way down. Um, it looks really great. Um, I might still move it a time or two, mm-hmm. but I'm actually to the point where I'm like, hmm, I might go take a handful and just throw it on a plant and water it and see what happens. See what happens. yeah. Because, um, I mean, it is testing pretty high on nitrogen. But you need that. But I need that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I'm sold on the freezer compost bin. <laughs> Do you feel like so redneck, though? It is not pretty, okay? Yeah. It is not pretty. but I learned a lot through the process, and this is like legit the first time that I've gotten a big amount of compost. And yesterday was only day 18. Yeah, that stuff broke down fast. That's super fast. And so what I ended up kind of doing, because my chest freezer, I only had enough material to basically fill it it up halfway. Right. So, which at first I was thinking, oh, I need more stuff. I need to fill this up more. But um, that didn't really work out to be the case. I kind of liked it only being half full because then whenever I was turning my pile, it was basically just moving it over to the other side. You had room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had room to kind of shuffle stuff around. And um, my air pump idea really kind of got mixed about halfway through.
1: Really? Yeah. I I thought of a, a fix that you might need on that yeah
0: but, well I came to the conclusion that I need to build like a frame with a screen to go over my air pipes uh-huh. instead of having all the material sitting right on top of the air pump pipes okay and my air pump needs to be stronger
1: uh-huh so you kind of already decided that before yeah yeah like you had an idea that was gonna need to be done yeah
0: and that <laughs> definitely needs to be done, but. I've found though that the amount of compost that I was trying to make and the speed that I wanted to make it in, Mm -hmm. I found it to be very beneficial for me to just take five minutes every single day and move that pile.
1: Turn it over. And it, I mean, it doesn't... So then you didn't need that blower
0: at all. Right. You know, because if you're turning a pile once every 24 hours, that's going to introduce the oxygen that you need. Right. And it's going to help it break down faster. Right. Plus, I had so much nitrogen in that pile. It was so hot. I mean, there was one time I went and looked at the thermometer and it was almost at 160. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to break that up. I need to turn it, you know. Wow. Um, because I did a little bit of research cause I was afraid, like, is this getting too is hot? Too hot right? Is it killing all the good stuff? Right. And so the information that I found online was you don't want it over 200 okay. degrees. 200 degrees is going to kill your bad ba- or your good bacteria. Okay. Um, but to kill weed seeds, you only need it at one thirty for three days. Nice. So you did that. Yeah, I, it, it, it did that. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm super happy with how it came out, and I'm going to continue it, mm-hmm. um, you know, just making small batches to continually just feed the garden. Mm-hmm. I really like it being in that chest freezer Even though it's not the prettiest.
1: But see, I feel like when I do a pile on the ground, I feel like I'm losing everything to the ground. It
0: gets wasted. And the chickens get in it. And they spread it all out. And it doesn't have time to cook. Right. Like, I really feel like it being enclosed, it gave it an opportunity to really cook and keep the critters out of
1: it. Yeah. And you could collect what was left. And it's not just, like, becoming part of the ground. Right. (laughs) That's what happens. I'm like, where did it go? It's dirt. (laughs) Yes.
0: So, um, I'm encouraging all y'all, like, if you got an extra freezer laying around and it's broke (laughs) and you need to know what to do with it and you garden,
1: make a compost bin. Um, Because. I'm thinking IVC tote for me. I think the the neighbor actually has one on the fence line. It hasn't moved since we've been here. And it's an eyesore where it is. That would totally work. Yeah. I need to see if we can contact him. I don't know. But um, that would be something. Any any big container. That's, that's any big, yeah. To. Any big container. Hold on your goodies there. Well, that's cool. I'm glad that's working out for you.
0: Yeah, so... Um, it's super
1: motivating to watch you do it for me. I can't believe how easy it was. Yeah. I'm like...
0: How come I haven't been doing this? Like, I mean, I've tried oh, to yeah. figure out the compost thing so many times. We've built pallet bins right. and bins on the ground. And that's so, you know, that's like, like
1: the first day of homesteading. You have to build a pallet bin for your for your compost. You're, right. you're definitely going to be successful at one day. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm glad that I finally figured out something that works out, for me at least. That's so, so cool.
1: I'm so happy for you. That's yes. Cool. Yeah.
0: So... Um, so yeah, that's basically what I did all week was ooh and aah over my compost. <laughs> Play with your compost. I love it. That's so cool. <laughs> and I put tomatoes in. Yeah. I did. I put- I didn't. I put tomatoes in. I have them ready in. to go in. Mm-hmm. I was ready to. I know. I put mine in <laughs> and I was like, should I do this? Dang because it. we've got this big hurricane kind of looming out yeah. in the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was really sitting on the fence on whether or not to put stuff in, but Mm -hmm. my tomatoes desperately needed out of the pots Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to pop them up. And all of my brassicas are the same way. They are dying to come out of their pots. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. I have some that really, yeah, I, I did, I cluster seeded mine, you know, in, in little trays and then I separated them out Mine aren't getting full sun yet anyways, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking I'd put them out. I've got some, like, low tunnel material that I could use. not, like, plastic. Um, It's actually, it's bug netting. It's actually, I use it as bug netting, but it's, um, like, frost cloth. Yeah. So it provides enough shade. I felt like that would be good to go ahead and put them out. But, yeah, the storm coming... I didn't. I didn't want to take the chance yet. However, I've got that tall shelf with all the solo cups of plants that I'm going to have to get them off the shelf, or they're going to just blow around. Right. So yeah. So have to do something. One them.
0: more thing that we have to figure out in order to prepare for the storm. Yeah.
1: So that's what we're talking about today. We <laughs> are preparing right. for the storm. Yes. So um, we thought this would be a good topic because there's more to preparing a homestead than just a home when it comes to a storm coming and um, maybe you aren't in hurricane country <laughs> maybe maybe you're in blizzard country in the winter and yeah. you have to prepare for those storms and so um, these are some things that we do to get ready for a storm um we're coming from the hurricane perspective Jenny and I have lived in Florida forever yes and have been through some storms. Yes, we have. Some, some doozies, some <laughs> not so doozies and um we're kind of of the mind of Well, so here's a question that I get frequently is um are you a prepper? Are you guys preppers? So we'll answer that question um today. Yes. 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 Well, <laughs> I think that being
0: homesteaders, you kind of naturally kind of fall into the prepper category a yeah. little bit, you know, just because of our lifestyle. Um,
1: well, Zach Bauer at in American, American Homestead on YouTube. Okay, he always says, uh, "I'm probably going to butcher it," but he says something along the lines of, "If you take prepping, if to its logical conclusion, you're always going to end up at homesteading because." But the whole prepping mentality is, like, gather the stuff just in case. Yeah, But at some point, like, then what? What about when your stuff runs out or your food runs out or your water runs out? Like, you have to know... The skills to be able to replenish that, and that's where homesteading comes in. Yeah. So they like they do it. They do it though. Like they're the off grid kind of people. Um, we're not there. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be there. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm ho- not hoping for the end of the world here. You know, like <laughs> no. I, I we've talked about that before. We like our AC and our dishwashers, but um, yeah. So we're we're kind of prepared, but yes. I wouldn't. I don't put me in the prepper category.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like you said, there's kind of like the end of the world preppers. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't call myself an end of the world prepper, but I would call myself maybe like an emergency prepper. Like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take responsibility and make sure that, you know, we have what we need in an emergency prepper.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have times where, um, you know, in, in February, and we're, it's so funny that we're able to track this through social media now because, you know, we have those Facebook memories that come yeah. up or just stuff on our, the pictures on our phones that come up. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in February, which is not our hurricane season. No. You know, we, June to November is hurricane season. Um, we always have a crazy storm that comes out of nowhere No, None of the weathermen are telling you about it, that it's coming. It just happens, and it knocks out power for a couple days. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, for some people, it might be a couple hours, but it could be a couple days. And we've been without power for a couple days with one Mm -hmm. of those storms that came completely unexpected. Yeah. And so what do you do? If you're not prepared, you're stuck, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of how we try to live is to make sure that we're prepared. Yes. Yes. For those situations. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that answers that question. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So hurricane preparedness or storm preparedness, we're kind of in a weird situation right now where we're watching this storm. Any little wobble in the track could make it so that we get nothing. Right. Or it could be really bad. Right. Or anything in between. Right. And
0: our really last bad storm that we had, which was Irma, Hurricane Mm -hmm. Irma, Um, it was kind of like that. It was like, okay, well, if it wobbles this way, we're probably going to be fine. But if Mm -hmm. it wobbles this way and that's the way that it wobbled, we were without power for over a week. Yeah. Um, Well, and you
1: guys were like Coast Guard evacuated.
0: Yes. Yes. We left with the Coast Guard in a boat and had to walk down the road to get on the next boat. There were several washed out areas on our road. Um, and several areas of water, like, on Black Creek Drive that were, like, 12, 14, 15 feet right, deep. Right, Like,
1: crazy. It was a crazy amount of water. And Jenny doesn't live on the water. She doesn't live waterfront property. She, <laughs> <No>. like, never <laughs> expected that she was going to have to be evacuated by the Coast Guard. So it's just one of those situations that you, you have to be aware of, Um your surroundings and and mm-hmm. all of the what ifs and just in case situations,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so. um, yeah. And so
0: now that we've been through that um, once already, and at that time um, we had no cows in our back pasture, mm-hmm. and we actually had no pigs on our property when all that happened. Really? Yes. Thank the Lord because <laughs> at that point in time we would not have been prepared to move our pigs somewhere else Mm -hmm. or move our cows somewhere else Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of the big thing for us now when we know a storm is coming is what will you do right you know we know that our cow pasture could very well flood Mm -hmm. Um, the area that our pigs are in right now it was like four feet of water Mm -hmm. so um you know now we have a plan for that so um and it relies heavily on portable electric fence,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which all of our animals are trained to. And that's a lifesaver. That's awesome. That is a lifesaver when they respect that one little piece of wire. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So, but the big question this time is like, okay, yeah, I can move my pigs. Mm-hmm. But do I really want to move my pigs to where my property stays dry? That's, like, where my really nice front yard pasture is. Like, if I had to move the pigs out there for a couple of days,
1: they're probably going to make a mess of it. Right. But in a life or death yes. kind of situation, yes. there's not really a choice.
0: No. We also have an enclosed trailer that we could put them in
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, if we needed to for, you know, 24 hours or right. so. Right. Um, because we did find that as quick as the water came in, it was gone the next day. Right. So it didn't hang around. Right. So that's good.
1: Wow. Yeah. So preparing, like I think, knowing, um, you know, knowing your evacuation zones within your county. Um, yeah. Knowing where shelters are, where like have a back backup plan. Like we don't plan to leave. Like we won't evacuate. Right. But we know that the, there's a chance. You, you might have to. You know, you, if the yeah. roof blows off your house, you're going to have to go somewhere else. And so then what do you do? Yeah. Um, you didn't plan to leave last time. No, we did not plan
0: to leave last time. And if it was the same setup, we would not leave again. Right. Um, because our well ended up breaking when we were gone. And it's an artesian well. And so, I mean, water was like spewing up into the air. Right. And um, at the time... Uh Farley was next door because he had all his cattle out there and mm-hmm. so he came out to check on his mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. and noticed that we had water like spewing everywhere. Oh my gosh. And uh he came over and figured out how to turn off the water and called us.
1: Nice.
0: Um but um at that time we did not have replacement parts for our well mm-hmm. um which was another big lesson for us mm-hmm. um we will always have backup parts for our well from now on right you know because the water basically got so high the big um tank mm-hmm. on the well the bladder tank yeah the bladder tank the water got so high that popped off and just started floating
1: oh my gosh yeah i was kind of asking what happened <laughs> what what ran into <laughs> because like in flood waters, and you know some Stuff's floating by. Some I was like, "What ran into it?" That's my first thought. But wow, that's crazy. And it
0: could have been something running into it, or yeah, you know, or the water just could have popped it off. So um, now we know we need to have backup well parts, right?
1: um, Because that took a couple days in order to get those. So right, Right. well, and that was before COVID, when like all of the supply chain shortage garbage is happening, like right, the weirdest stuff that's on back order now, you know. Um, Yeah. So parts, parts would be a big deal to make sure you have on hand. On that same note, um, you know, a lot of people have generators in Florida. There's a lot of new people in Florida who haven't experienced hurricane season. I've
0: thought about that too. Yeah. Um, We've had a lot of people from the north and people from California. Yeah. um,
1: That haven't gone through this before. Right. Right. So if you're, if you're thinking like, what do I do? Um, and maybe you're not yet because not a lot of people are talking about this storm yet, but it's been on our radar because we're nerds, right? (laughs) We're a little bit of weather nerds. Yes. And so, yeah, Yeah. we've been watching it and kind of, you know, putting the warning out to those closest around us that, you know, who already know our (laughs) little quirks. Yes. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so a generator is, like, the number one thing that people go to. Like, i got to get my generator. Well, people get a generator. They use it once. They leave the gas on it. Yep, and it, it sits. And it sits. They ruin the carburetor. And then, mm-hmm. like, can you get a carburetor right now? Right. I don't even know. Right. I don't even know. So that's one thing that you need to do is go fire up that generator. And make sure it runs. Make sure you don't need any parts. Um, we actually, Eric did ours yesterday. Carburetor was fine, but there was gas in the tank right and that you know had been sitting for gas old gas yeah so it had moisture in it there was Mm -hmm. a ton of water in it he's like I don't even know he said I don't I don't know I don't think I used it last (laughs) I think it was the kids and I'm like I don't know (laughs) maybe it was they have a lot of projects going on but um so yeah we uh, had to make sure that was up and running and um I'm glad we did and he 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 called me to say hey props to you wifey (laughs) (laughs) because I thought for sure we were in good shape and it wasn't yeah I had to get all that cleaned out yeah so that's that's good and done um and then I just want to say like a safety measure for running generators because like I said a lot of people are new to that Mm -hmm. and don't know to us it's common knowledge but obviously don't run your generator in your garage or any kind of enclosed area um that's just a recipe for disaster yes um so you want to make sure people do that because they want it covered they don't want it to get rained on so you do want it covered but you don't want it in a closed-in space and you don't want it right up at like your bedroom window either yeah not right in front
0: of a window yeah so um because if you're running it the power is going to be out and you're probably going to have your windows open
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) well what we do we like to have a window ac unit and because we're spoiled, this is why we could never live off grid. We uh, so what happens when a hurricane comes through? Oftentimes, is it's hot, it's hot, it's muggy, it's tropical air, it's uh-huh. nasty. So um, we will all sleep in one room at mm-hmm. night. We'll put the kids will bring their mattresses in to the floor, and we'll do a window AC unit and close all the doors, and we'll run in an extension cord to the generator overnight. Mm-hmm. That's just how we do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it, do it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we need that? No. Is it like necessary to living? No. Mm-hmm. Does it make us happy? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, The last time we had to run our generator, we opted um, to alternate it because we wanted to keep our fridge going. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we have big, deep freezers Mm -hmm. that are full. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a little afraid this year. And, well, we found out with Irma that... As long as you keep the freezer closed. Mm -hmm. And so now we know if there's a big storm coming Mm -hmm. and we think we need meat out of that, Mm -hmm. you better take the meat out of it before the power goes out. Because once the power goes out, do not open your freezers. No. Just leave your freezers closed. And we found that um, if we hooked the generator up to it. Yeah. Once every couple hours for like an hour. And just ran it. Yeah. And so we ended up alternating our freezer and our refrigerator inside. Mm -hmm. With our generator so and it yeah. actually didn't take that much gas it wasn't that bad
1: no we do the same we would we would run um like the kitchen refrigerator for an hour yeah a deep freezer outside for an yep. hour and then we would do the ac at night Yep. Um, we also use it to run our well pump to, to have water everywhere yeah and then if you're on a private septic if you have a septic pump to your drain field um We would run that once or twice a day. We would run that front to make sure that the septic tank was draining to the drain field like it's supposed to. Because you don't want that backed (sighs) up. You don't want in your that
0: house up with, with no power. No power. And that's like a recipe for disaster. Like, we are evacuating if that happens. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not living in sewage. No. 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 No, no. That would be
1: terrible. Yeah, that would be awful. I actually had never thought about that before, but that would actually be awful. Where we are here now, everything's gravity fed. So okay. we, don't, we don't have a septic pump. But um, yeah. yeah. But our water is not artesian, so we do need the well pump for our water right. um, So we water water is probably you know people think generator because they will miss the power. but water is your number one thing you need to make sure that you have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely have your water source
0: squared away, Um, you know, like referencing our last big storm that we had, you know, we thought, oh, our water source is okay because we have an artesian well, Mm -hmm. and if power goes out, the water still comes into the house, Mm -hmm. unless the well breaks. (laughs) <laughs> and you don't have parts. Right. <laughs> so really, you you always need to have a backup, but you always need to have a backup to your backup. Right. You know, right. because stuff happens.
1: Well, and then in that situation, not only was your wealth... Not in working order, but then when you finally did get it in working order, I'm sure it had to be flushed, yes, and cleaned and mm-hmm. that before you could actually use it for drinking water, yeah. So I mean, it was in floodwaters, right? Like, gross, yeah. I mean, that's sewage and, yeah, ugh, yeah, gosh, terrible, yeah. Well, yeah, so water, so experts say one gallon per person per day. If you've mm-hmm. ever run out of water unexpectedly, <laughs> like if you've ever woken up in the morning and tried to do farm chores without water you'll find out very fast you need more than 1 gallon per person per day yes you do uh, we had that situation we've had it here actually where we have a faulty breaker something something's going on out there with our well with um, i don't know we've got some ridiculous pump system happening out there lots of pressure tanks i don't okay. I don't understand it but that's not my cup of tea right it's eric's eric's thing but um So, like, every, I don't know, four or five months, I'll wake up in the morning, and there's no water. Like, what the crap, you know? Well, I can function. I can manage. I keep bottles of water on hand. I keep some jugs of water on hand just in case because you never know. And then by the time he gets up, I'm like, hey, uh, there's no water. And it's whatever it is, I need to go learn it. I think it's just a breaker. He's flipping a breaker out there probably. Um, But he... He's like, well, you know, what, what do you, what do you need? What couldn't you do? You know, like, well, I, nothing because I had a backup, but the cows need water, you know, and when, when they drink that water down, if it's not just that breaker or maybe, I don't know, maybe next time, maybe one time he goes out there and his two second deal doesn't work. What, what then, you know, maybe a hurricane comes and we have no power and our generator breaks. (laughs) Right. You know, like I, we have the generator, but what if it doesn't work? Right. What if, what if you run out of gas? What if we run out of gas? Right. Right. For the last couple of years, I've really had
0: my eye on. There's a particular solar generator mm-hmm. um, that says that it's powerful enough to run a freezer, mm-hmm. um, and I've really had my eyes on it for a couple of years. I just can't take the plunge to buy it. It's I'm expensive. like, oh, it's expensive, mm-hmm. but. We live in Florida. Would we use it? Absolutely. Right. You know? Right. And we could even take it camping.
1: Yeah.
0: You oh, that would be nice. That would be cool. Yeah. Then you can go camp wherever.
1: Yeah. That is true.
0: You know? That's so cool. um, but yeah. So, all right. So, animal water. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we
1: fill every trough possible. Right. Beforehand. Fill everything
0: that you can. Yeah. And then inside the house, too. Like, if you mm-hmm. have bathtubs... Mm-hmm. You fill in those bathtubs up. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll fill
1: up jugs of water mm-hmm. and freeze them. Right. I was going to yes. say that with your freezer. Pack your freezer with frozen water. Like, pack it. Yeah. If it's not packed. <laughs> if, if you have a freezer yeah. that's only halfway filled, your 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 meat's going to thaw out faster. Yes. So, um, Definitely. every little nook and cranny, you, can, that you fill can fill two liter bottles and little water bottles and whatever you can to pack it full yes. of ice beforehand. Yeah, we um, <clears throat> we have a little bit of space in
0: our freezer right now. And actually on the agenda this weekend was to put a pig in the walk-in cooler to eventually go into the freezer. But I told Tori, I'm like, no, we don't need to wait. do that. We just need to wait. Let's yeah. look, wait one more week. And, you know, that way we're not running the risk of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> something else to keep cold running the generator for that (laughs) oh my gosh that'd be horrible so I tell you a common question that I get
1: Mm -hmm.
0: about um, farm from people yeah about farm and storms are specifically geared towards the
1: chickens and I get a common one too but you go first yeah
0: like what do you do with your chickens during a hurricane Do you bring them inside? That's what I get all the time. Did you bring your chickens
1: inside? No. No. (laughs) I'm not doing that.
0: No. I mean, I would say the most important things with chickens is make sure they have a spot to get out of the wind. Right. Where they're going to be protected from the wind and the rain. Right. If they choose, they Mm -hmm. might not choose that. Right. Um, Make sure they can get out of the wind and the rain. And we leave our coop doors wide open. So they can come and go. So they can come and go as they feel fit. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have a tree that falls on your chicken coop Mm -hmm. and your chickens can't get out. Right. That's a problem. Right. They'll know where they want to go. Exactly. You know, if they don't feel safe where where they're at, they need to be able to get out and go roost in a tree Mm -hmm. or roost wherever they want. Mm -hmm. So...
1: Um, yeah, we do the same thing. We'll open the coop door. Yeah. Um, I will put up a tarp on one. My chickens have two sidewalls and right. two open sides on the coop. Right. And it's a great big space, um, but half of it is roofed over. And the way those storm rains blow inside, They days, blow inside. Yeah. Rings. So I will put up a tarp um, on, or I don't know, a piece of panel or something on where their, their perch is. Yeah. And, So they can have that option. But we'll also tie the door open so they can get out and go somewhere else if they want to do that, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like that's
0: the safest thing to do with the chickens. Um, The egg-laying chickens.
1: The meat chickens? So our meat chickens are chicks right now. Yes. Mine? Yours are on grass? Yes. Mine are on grass, too. But, okay. So... (laughs) They're in a tractor. I have sixty. Yeah. They're in an eight by four tractor. They have plenty of space. Yeah. Um, The tractor doesn't have a wire bottom. This is something I need to change for next time. The next time I decide I want to put them out so young. Okay. Because they, where they're the field they're in is exceptionally sandy. Okay. And they're able to dig. Yeah, like they find one little spot of oh, yeah. you know, get their little dirt bath, and they're digging out under the yeah. Rocks. So we have like, guys, people are people will see a chicken coop at my place on a video. I've had so many questions like, you don't free range your chickens? No, do, do I need <laughs> to remind you? I used to, right. I used to. And here's the thing: if you want to free range your chickens, just know that you're going to have a constant slaying of animals, and you're going to have mm-hmm. to constantly buy new animals and. Mm-hmm trying to prevent that. So there's things that we're doing to move them around pastures and that. But um, as far as like my laying girls go, no, They're, they, they can come out, but they have to go up at night um, and not all the time mm-hmm. because they also want to poop in the cow feeder and I can't have my cow getting sick. So right. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, there's so much, so much to think mm-hmm. about other than just, you don't let your birds free range. You know? <laughs> so in like, this week, in a two-day period, we had eagles right here. Like, I could yeah. touch them low in my backyard. Um, I don't know how many hawks. Like, they just... Like, There's hawks everywhere. They just camp out here. Um, I've got crows and blue jays trying to eat my chicks at the tractor. <gasps> really? Yes. Dang. In any given moment when I walk outside, I've got crows eyeballing those chicks right there. And they will they will. They'll attack them. It, you know, when they get up close. So they're just like waiting for them to get out, I guess. I don't know. But a couple of times they got out this morning when I moved them, they found one little low spot in the dirt there and yeah. started. like, no, right. <laughs> they're like spilling out. <laughs> and as fast as I could scoop them up and put them back, they were coming back out. <laughs> it was stupid. But, um, yeah. So for my chicks, I, I'm not going to be out there checking on them. I'm not going to be worried about moving them. I mean, there's some things that you just kind of throw to the wayside, and when the storm is approaching and you're yeah. going through it, so I think what I'm going to do is put them in one of the stalls. Yeah, and um, I won't that I won't leave that open. I can't. I mean, they're they're chicks, right? They're just too yeah. Vulnerable.
0: No, no, my chicks will not have a choice on whether or not they leave their coop like my egg laying chickens. Yeah. Um, because they're two week old chicks right um so i will kind of do the same thing i have um a lean-to that's attached to my greenhouse it's actually where my brooder is right now so Mm -hmm. i just need to flip the brooder over on its side Mm -hmm. and then i can fit the chicken tractor under the lean-to good and so i'm just gonna tuck them in there yeah and hope for the best, yeah, you know?
1: Exactly. It's all you can do with the chicks. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want them out in the storm. Yeah. Under, under the trees and...
0: Right. Yeah. Like, they can't be out in the wind. Mm-hmm. you got to try to keep the rain off of them. So right. I'll probably do an extra tarp on their, mm-hmm. on their little deal. Yeah. And two, I have a big, like, plastic doghouse mm-hmm. that my dogs pay zero attention to. Mm-hmm. And it has a top <laughs> and a bottom. And so I figured I would take it apart and put them both upside down oh, right on the ground that way the chicks can run under there that's a good idea yeah that's and they can. so that's their come and go that's their come and go yeah. but their come and go is going to be, be in, the, in tractor. the tractor yeah and, and you know i mean hopefully a tree doesn't fall on the greenhouse yeah. but i mean you know that's just something that you know may happen Mm -hmm. you know i mean you you just can't you you can't have the perfect setup every single time no there's always going to be situations where things can happen things can happen things can happen yep so
1: trees Trees are a big issue
0: are a big issue right
1: the ground is already saturated mm -hmm. i mean like i said we could get nothing or we could get 12 inches of rain overnight Yes. So yeah, I did see one. Of,
0: yeah, I did see one of the rain maps that it does say twelve inches mm-hmm. of rain, and it's pretty darn close
1: to where we are. So and some of the models are now showing like where the storm might stall out. Yes, over top of the state, we've dealt with that where we're dealing with a storm for three days instead of just like a come and go storm. You know. Yes. So if that happens, we'll we'll definitely get maximum rainfall. Um, so you're looking at the possibility of trees uprooting. Yes. Um, the the wind is an issue, breaking branches, um, so fences. Yeah, then you really got to worry about your fences. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the first things that we do when we kind of keep an eye on the radar, obviously, yeah. you know, and, and if it's like if it's a squally part of the storm where you're getting like a really bad squall line come in and then you get a break. Yeah. On those breaks, we might run out, go out and do a quick check. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Go out and do a quick check. Yeah. Jump on the four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make sure nobody's dead. Maybe do a little bit of mudding in between squalls. <laughs> that always happens
1: at my house. I'm sure. <laughs> that, But um, we like to check our perimeter fences for sure and make yeah. sure there's no place that our cows are going to step over the fence. because. Mm-hmm. That's... Nothing makes your heart drop. Like, going, the cows are out. Right. I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. For us, that heart drop is the pigs are
1: out. The pigs are out. And it's Ugh. like,
0: oh. And we actually... um our big, pen, our big pig pen right now where we have our sows, it has a row of pine trees mm-hmm. that we've already taken out about half of them um, because they have pine beetles in them. Oh. And so we right now probably have about 20 trees that are pretty much dead oh my gosh. in our pig pen that have been eaten up by pine beetles. And uh, we just didn't get to it this summer. That right. was one of the things that we've been looking at going, yes, we have to do that. But it was just too hot mm-hmm. to be out there cutting down trees 20 this trees, summer. Right? right, 20 trees, right. It's 100 degrees outside. So mm. um, that is going to be an issue for us. Right. You know. Something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on. So. I'm kind of wondering, like in my head, like should we go ahead and move the pigs? Should we go ahead and just move <laughs> the pigs?
1: I I probably would. I mean, obviously, we have a few days still, so that's the good yeah. thing about hurricanes. Is like we have time. To you have time. To if you're to paying think attention. It. Yep. You have some time, so you have a few days to make a decision on that. And on, if it's me, if I'm you, that day before, if yeah. it's coming right at us, I yeah. probably would move them. Yeah, and here's the thing. We
0: have a second pig pen that's already set up with electric. Mm. Uh, we could move the sows right over there, but we just put a boar in there. Oh. <laughs> and so one of our sows were full-on game with having her bread, but the other sow was the one that we were supposed to put in
1: the cooler right this weekend. So it's like, well... Well, I mean, the timing would have to be right for her to be in heat. Right. And you're, you could still put her right. in the cooler next week. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's that. There's that. Another <laughs> facet of being prepared for
0: the storm. <laughs> there's so many variables yeah. that you have to think about. You kind of have to think of, like, all of the situations yeah. that could possibly happen, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about your sheep? What are you doing with your sheep?
0: Um, The sheep right now are in my front section of woods, which majorly flooded during Irma. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where they are right now. Um, if I, if it starts to flood, I'll just load them up into the other enclosed trailer mm-hmm. and um, probably move them just on the other side of my house, mm-hmm. um, kind of where my greenhouse is. And like literally right beside my porch, mm-hmm. I could run a couple of electric lines right there and just keep them right beside the house because that area did not flood.
1: That's your high spot. Yeah, we mm-hmm. do
0: have a pretty big high spot area. It's all out front is high, and mm-hmm. then all right around my house is high. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we flooded, we were basically on an island. Right. I mean, we had water all the way around us, and so we just basically moved everything to the front yard, like all the vehicles. Right. You know, and so we'll just probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We've already got electric fence set up out there because we have two cows up there right, right. now. So. Right. And speaking of the cows that are up there right now, <laughs> Hershey's due date is
1: the day of the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> that's saying. happening. That is for sure uh, happening. So that's yeah, you, know, so, so you really can't leave. You need to be there. Yeah. I've, I've, I have to be there.
0: So, um, yeah, I'm trying to like, you know, we've only had... Uh, a couple of calves on our property, be born on our property under our care. Mm -hmm. And um, so um, in my brain, I'm kind of trying to think, like, of all the different variables for calving during a hurricane. Like,
1: well... She's not going to care if it's a hurricane or not. Like, if she goes into labor, she's going to labor and have a calf. Yeah. You know.
0: And she calved very easily her first time. Yeah. I mean,
1: she had no problems at all. So Chances are that we'll repeat, yeah. and she'll be just fine on her own. Yeah. And um, you will just be another fun thing to check on. <laughs> Make sure that, that calf won't be trained to electric fence. Nope. Um, so, that'll be something to watch. Hopefully, the calf will just stay...
0: By her mama. With mama. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably so. So it
1: should be interesting, to say the least. (laughs) What else as far as farm goes? Oh, um, so I always look at hurricanes like um, what you're dealing with during the storm and then what you're preparing for after after the storm. So no power. No power in town means no feed stores Yeah, so just like you need to stock up on feed for yourselves, you need to for your animals. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a feed run Monday, I think. Yeah. And um, I just went and got a round bale today. Just top off hay, make sure there's plenty of hay. I think I'm going to go ahead and get a round bale to keep dry. Yeah. For after the storm. Mm -hmm. Um, That back part that most of the cows are in right now. Will probably get pretty wet, and I'll want to move them out. You know, you have like snakes come out of the yeah. woods and all of that. So I'm probably gonna want to move them off of that. It'll be time, anyways, by then, after the storm. So I'll bring them up to where they have dry hay. Yeah, and that's my plan. Um, I fill feeders, like, because I'm not checking feeders no in a storm. Um, so I, I try to fill those cows. I don't stall anybody. Um, I don't know much about horses, but my understanding is you don't stall horses either. Yeah. I mean, my
0: cows will have free reign of the pasture. Yeah. Um, The catch pen will be open.
1: I'll open the stall so they can come in if they want. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to force them to stay in there. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is like tying tying up loose ends. So just like you're walking around your yard to make sure you don't have lawn furniture and garbage cans flying around in a storm... Just all the little farm things, all the little things that you've been meaning to do. Um, well, like I have my um, my milk pump, my vacuum pump that I use uh-huh. to milk for my milk machine. And it has like I need to replace um, the Teflon and some of the working parts. And it's just like plumber's Teflon tape. Right. Is, is all it is. And it's loose, like it's old, so the parts are loose. And I'm having a hard time pumping. I keep forgetting to do it later in the day. And every morning I go out to milk and i like, oh, we forgot to do that. Yeah. okay, i got to hold it in place again another day. And um, so last night, that was one of the things. Like, hey, I need to have on tape. I I need to get this done. I need to, you know, just check that off my list. Because all those little annoying things are Mm going to be magnified by not having power (laughs) Later. Yes. And being with flood water or whatever, you know, whatever you're dealing with, you want to have as few headaches as possible. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, Having a storm out there looming and you don't know if you're going to get hit by it or not, it's a great motivator to get stuff get done. stuff done. Like, my yard always looks so good, but while, as there's a hurricane approaching,
1: <laughs> you know, like... All the buckets are cleaned all out stacked the, up. Right. Everything's
0: put away. Yeah. Everything's picked up. Yeah. So... Um, I really have to go around
1: the yard this weekend. Maybe we get too. the boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last thing that happens for us. Cause like we're a working farm stuff gets left around. Yeah. But, um, and we don't know the direction of this thing still, but um, the things that we do ahead of time are make sure we have gas, make sure we have water, make sure we have food. And then after the storm, here's another thing like, um, we eat like ridiculous amounts of crap food during the storm. Yes, it's, I don't know if it's the boredom yeah. or the anxiety or I don't know, just that we have it and we right. don't normally. Like everybody gets excited about Twinkies and Pop Tarts, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why those are the things that we have on hand, but they are. And um, yeah, so like everybody eats. You want stuff to do. Um, yeah. But then after the storm, when you're out of power, that's not the stuff that you turn to. You want to eat your fresh stuff first before it goes bad. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that people think about. Yeah. I don't know why, but they think they they need to have their Campbell soup. Right. No, get the stuff out of your refrigerator yes. and yeah. and eat that before yes. it goes bad. Yeah, you got to eat that stuff before it goes bad. And
0: I was actually thinking the other day, like, I mean, of course, we have like our emergency food supply and we're pretty well stocked with food but Mm -hmm. you know thinking about the power being out well Mm -hmm. I might want some meat that's already cooked Mm -hmm. so I might go through the freezer and pull a bunch of stuff and let it thaw and maybe can it I'm doing that um today that way you just have some meat that's
1: ready to go pop it open I'm canning um some pork today and um it'll be like pulled pork that we can just throw on some sandwiches yeah Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking the
0: same exact thing. So I might try to tackle that this weekend. Yeah. Um, And if we don't get hit by the hurricane, we don't need it. It's done. It's done, Yeah, you know, and we can pull it for dinner. So That's right. That's right.
1: Yep. So paring down that to-do list, figuring out um, where all the animals go. I think that's about it for me. I I mean, the only other thing that I haven't done that I really wanted to do before we had another storm come was to get a weather radio. And I really thought that was something that was, like, gimmicky, that not needed. We have um, internet. We have phones and all of that. However, (laughs) at this house, our internet and our cell service run off of the same tower. Okay. I don't know how. It's, like, a couple. I think it's three miles line of sight that way. Um, But... If something happens to that tower, if it receives wind damage, if it gets a lightning strike, which seems to happen frequently this year, we are completely cut off from communication. We have no internet. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't do satellite TV here, so, like, we're stuck with no communication. We have no idea that a tornado is coming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: well, and the reality of the world that we live in right now is the fact of our supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. You know, if that tower does go down mm-hmm. and a part needs to be replaced on it, they might not be able to get the part. Right. You know, so you might be out for a while. Right. Same thing. I might just mention that about the power companies. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's weather page for any of you listeners who don't know about Mike's weather page. Oh, gosh. He's awesome. <laughs> Mike's weather page. Love him. Love him. Um, he just mentioned the other day on one of his lives um, that that he knows people in he knows a lot of people in the industry, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, he's had a lot of people in the power industry tell him, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not able to
1: get transformers like they used to. I just heard that a couple yeah. of weeks ago, our, right here in our County. Yeah. They don't, They don't have like they used to have. you know, maybe
0: get a little extra gas for that generator. Right. You know, or the weather radio
1: as a backup. It's a backup to your backup. Yeah. Oh, and propane. Have a way to cook that food. Heat up that food. You're not going to run a microwave off your generator. So know how to cook over a fire or on your grill. Make sure you have extra propane. Yeah. If you have a gas stove understand that the little starter won't work without electricity and know how to start it with mm-hmm. matches um just all those little little things whatever you need to do to live in your day-to-day life <laughs> you want to be able to do <laughs> right <laughs> yes yeah. said it better yeah mm-hmm. so i think that's good other than your normal like food water batteries lights, like, like that's that's the boring list of things, but yeah. paper goods, everything disposable.
0: Yes. Everything disposable. Yes. That way you're
1: not having to wash dishes and, yeah. and clean your house. Yes. Dear God, clean your house. Yes. For the love of your insanity, clean your house beforehand, mm. but understand you're going to have to do it again as soon as your power comes back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bad. All the laundry needs to be done. It does. It gets so messy. Well, and everything <laughs> is muddy. Everything's Everybody's muddy. Is in and out. Because all the doors are open, the yeah. windows are open. Yeah. So all the humidity. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. So clean your house beforehand. Have some grace for the kids coming in with muddy feet. hmm. Um, and buy yourself a good puzzle to pass the time. Yeah. I think I'm going to get puzzle out. Books, stuff for the kids to do. Mm-hmm. Um, their phones may or may not work. So you want some extra battery packs, but you want some other mm-hmm. things to do besides tablets and screens. And Yeah. You can only do that for so long. I know. Even the kids. Like, yeah. They'll be out exploring. Yeah. Let's go find that tree we think got struck by lightning. Yeah. Let's find it.
0: Yeah. All my, all my people love to be outside during
1: storms. Us so, too. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. So. All right. Well, good luck, you guys. Yes. We don't really know what next week holds. Mm-hmm. So um, we're yeah. hoping to catch you next week. And if we don't, then it's because we have no power. We have no power. <laughs> we'll let you know if we we're don't, able to. Yeah. We
0: don't have a podcast backup plan. No.
1: No, No, the (laughs) podcast
0: backup plan is we'll see you you in two weeks.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.